What's up, what's up? It's Lord Mav. I'm over here once again, back again, time and time again, kicking this real nigga news, representing the Black Moon, Black Moon Pack and Black Moon Productions, that is. Listen, what I'm talking about right now is a bunch of real shit as always, right? I'm about to talk about myself. Hopefully I can upload this shit. It ain't a hopefully, see? That statement is about me, you know what I'm saying? And that's the shit that I'm trying to kick, right? Because hopefully means that I'm a... I'ma press the exit button when I'm done recording and put the fucking phone down. You know what I'm saying? Even though in a different situation, I could hold the phone for an hour or better. That's all mistakes on my part or laziness on my part. You know what I'm saying? So, what I'm here to talk about right now, hopefully real quick, is just the fact that, you know, everything is based off of work ethic. You know what I'm saying? And it's all, you know, there's a lot of different things that go into that, right? Like, you could say, like, I like to think about mental illness in a way, right? Or or a person's capacity for bullshit. This is what I call it. You know what I'm saying? We have the people, let's say, let's say the, well, I figured out my son's name before. What's his name? Um, Can't think of his name right now. It's funny as hell because I got it the last time. Um, I don't know, whatever. The slave nigga who <laughs> led the revolt, played by the motherfucker with the big lips that was in, <laughs> that was in the movie, I don't forgot the movie name too, that was in The Great Debaters, nigga, the nigga with the big lips, Nat Turner, motherfucker. So Nat Turner, right, we talking about different tolerance levels, so Nat Turner, right, had a different tolerance level than other motherfuckers had. Nat Turner said... And I don't even know much about Nat Turner, but I can hear a story and understand the thought process that goes behind it. Nat Turner was the one nigga at a, a hellish time that figured out, fuck my life, nigga. The fuck am I living this shit for? That don't make sense. Only thing I could do is go up against these niggas. You know what I'm saying? So he did what he had to do. But in every situation, you got different tolerance levels, right? We, we, we got the saying of going postal, right? Going postal. Supposedly, that statement comes from uh, postal workers losing their damn mind and 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 doing some 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 negative shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's a term that's created from a job driving niggas crazy because they gotta move mail in and out, day in and day out. That's why you be getting your mail late because back in the day they used to move that shit, rain, sleet, and snow. And niggas was losing their mind. Now they like, fuck it, nigga. If there's any precipitation outside, we ain't moving this mail. You got to just deal with it unless you want motherfuckers to get shot. Motherfuckers got different tolerance levels. But what I'm saying is, at the same time as motherfuckers in the postal service was going postal, it was a bunch of other postal service niggas not going postal. Niggas got different tolerance levels. So, for the person who has a tolerance level who doesn't... Or, or that doesn't match, in my own words, speaking about myself, what I believe is fucking normal. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, a, it's you know, we, we follow constant battles in our life. You know what I'm saying? We be having battles with other niggas and then battles with ourselves. It's a, it's a battle to say, yo, I think all this shit is stupid. And anybody that, that really just be fucking with this shit blindly, they retarded. You know what I'm saying? 
They retarded in the way of not thinking deeply about the shit that really at the end of the day is in full control of their life, right? But also, these niggas be living happily. And these niggas don't be struggling. So I'm on the opposite end, struggling and not necessarily living happily just because of my tolerance level for shit, right? And the purpose of this shit is just to talk about the music because I be feeling the music. I be feeling everything that I think about. Everything that I think about I know is profitable ideas. But the problem is, until recently, I didn't think about these things as profitable ideas. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like this shit is foreign because I've come into many, many podcasts, right? Or many, many interviews where excuse me. This is where this shit comes into play, right? If we're talking about the artists, right? Like I was listening to fucking Slaughterhouse, um, King Crooked. I don't listen to these niggas, so it's hard for me to get their names. King Crooked and Joel Ortiz was talking about the group like breaking up. And Joel Ortiz was like, he never liked to deal with with the money side. Excuse me. I heard a lot of fucking artists, specifically in rap, say that they didn't like to deal with the money side. And for me, that's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? It's a good thing to not want to deal with the money side because that means that you actually in this for a reason, you know? For me, that's like the difference between a soldier who in it so he could pay off his college debt and a soldier who in it because he really want to protect America. It's a big difference. So I respect that shit. But at the end of the day, these niggas be, you know what I'm saying? If they don't get into their own business ventures, these niggas be the brokest niggas ever because these are niggas that's not looking at their contracts deeply. They trust in the people around them because at the end of the day, they just want to get the music out. Just want to get the damn music out. And that's how I am. It's, it's all about the creative. So with my own fucking work, none of this shit. That's the difference between me and other niggas. Like, that's why it's funny to hear motherfuckers be like, oh, everybody want to be a rapper. You know what I'm saying? Everybody think this shit easy. You just going to get famous and you're going to get signed. You're going to get a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? When I started rapping, I wasn't thinking about none of that shit, son. In all honesty, until recently, there was not a moment in the... In the course of me learning how to rap from 19 to 28, making songs, putting out albums and all that shit. Well, I say until 26, right? When I'm thinking about money. Wasn't thinking about money that whole time. I was just thinking about getting my voice heard, nigga. Getting my thoughts heard. But that shit don't, you know what I'm saying? That shit don't lead to, you, you got to compile all the knowledge that's given. That's the crazy part, right? I was just talking to my wife about like the stocks and all of that shit. We understand. I was just talking to my niggas about the stocks. Trying to hook them up with the wee bullshit. And these niggas thought I got hacked because I sent them the link through Facebook. And these niggas like, oh, nah. None of them niggas fucked with it, right? But then we could look at our parents and be like, yo, if our parents only only invested in, in Google when it first started, nigga, we was all here. We was all, everybody in my age group was fucking 20 Right? Or let's say 18 or better. We all had money somehow, whether you're doing a job or hustling, we all had money, and most of us didn't fuck with Bitcoin. And the only niggas we knew in the hood that was fucking with Bitcoin was niggas that was scamming. And we don't even know what them niggas was doing with it unless we was doing it too, nigga. You know what I'm saying? 
Niggas wasn't putting money into some shit. Niggas wasn't taking... I just told my wife. You know what I'm saying? We could have put $100. If my math is right, we could have put $100 in Bitcoin in 2016, if, if I'm remembering the year, 2015, 2016. And if we left it, we would have had like $600,000 just sitting. $600,000. That's almost a million dollars, nigga. In the grand scheme of money, you on the positive side of a million dollars. All because what? You took $100, that same $100 that you're going to spend several times over in the course of a week, every week. You took that one time and just set it aside. If you take that $100 and set it aside several times, then guess what? Now you're working with $3.2 million or some shit like that. $2.8 million. I'm trying to keep it on a, on a, on a, on a, you know, a scale. But yeah, it's all about what you're trying to put time into, man. But our tolerance levels do play a part in what we put our time into. And that's where the second battle comes in. The second battle comes in fucking trying to get over all of this shit. Because you do have to get over it. Like, niggas be talking like, yo. And I ain't talking about get over it like fucking niggas be like, yo. Like I heard uh, the other day. I don't talk about me not, like, fucking with my father like that. Like, my wife was talking. She like, we don't really talk about your father like that. And it's like, yeah. I am, at this point, I'm an adult, and I thought about what this nigga was to me, and it's like he really wasn't nothing, so I have nothing to say about him. I wish I had more to say about him, but I don't, you know what I'm saying? And that shit does cause a couple different issues. That shit causes insecurity within myself, but that's because of something real, and me being the father to a son, seeing my father in myself, you know what I'm saying? The insecurities few different things that make you act in a certain way that's actually fucking helping you to reach the point that you wasn't trying to reach anyway if you understand that thought that I, that choppy ass thought i was just trying to give you you know what i'm saying so these things do affect you but niggas would be like oh just you know what i'm saying oh you you 30 nigga get over them daddy issues you know what i'm saying first of all i just started thinking about these daddy issues it wasn't until i was nigga i had a son at what 22, 20, I don't even, oh, I'm old, fuck, I don't even remember how old I was, shit, he's 6, I'm 28, he about to be 6, I'm 28, so yeah, 22, uh, you know, I had a kid at 22, it wasn't until 25 that I started thinking about some of this shit, I'm 28 now, that's been 3 years, nigga, it's only 3 years, you know what I'm saying, but it's not even about that, it's the fact that you don't just get over shit, you have to work through it, you gotta see it, you gotta... You got to recognize your feelings from before, recognize your feelings from, from after or, or in the present day, you know, and be realistic with it. You got to take the time to really think about what problems you have with a given situation, what, what issues you have that are logical to have and what issues you have that are illogical to have, right? Then once you, you get over the shit that's illogical to be mad at, Right? Like our parents being poor. It's other shit that they could have did, but you know what I'm saying? These niggas ain't have no knowledge and they was growing up in, in weirder fucked up times. So what we gonna do about it? It's illogical to be mad about our parents being poor. Right? It's logical to be mad about some of the physical decisions that they made while being poor. Some of the people that they decided to uh, fucking hang out with or affiliate themselves with. Right? We could be mad at them for that. But at the end of the day, 
once you understand that every adult this is the real the real thing you have to come into into understanding of this way when you don't get mad at nobody no more and i ain't really reached this point but but mentally of understanding it i reached it everybody is subject to having a brain altered right if there was a a perfect human being if we could say that a perfect human being would be this and we say if everything goes right for a baby then this person could turn into the perfect human being right then that would means that a bunch of shit has to happen to make you less than perfect to fuck up your chances of being that perfect human being in a way that we think in an ideological an ideological way excuse me right so that would just mean that what we're dealing with is our own downfall the situations that we go through cause us to think certain ways and when you start thinking a certain way you start acting a certain way right but the way we think isn't our fault the way we think is based off of shit that we experience growing up the shit that you experience growing up is what you believe the world is because at the time of being a child you don't know nothing else that's the most niggas talk about it but niggas don't really understand it it's the most pivotal point in a human being's life because when you're growing up as a child, you don't know anything else. So whatever you see in around you, you think that's what life is. And if it's not some positive shit you see, then it's going to fuck up your life. You know? So. For me, my main issue is just the simple act of not trusting America, not thinking that it's anything positive. Partially thinking that, or formally, right, being heavy on trying to even make it in America is probably some devilish shit. You know what I'm saying? Making it in America means that you're going to have to take advantage of somebody at some point. And I don't want to do that, right? A lot of them thoughts is changing. But one of the thoughts that changed, that's a major factor in how I'm thinking now, was that fuck taking advantage of somebody because niggas done took advantage of you right niggas took advantage of me for for shit that don't even benefit nobody at the end of the day what i believe now is i think it's positive to take advantage of people if you're you know i say how niggas say do the the means justify the end goal that's about to be me nigga because i have to go against everything that i actually believe in even if I have fleeting thoughts of America being a positive thing, I actually don't really believe in that. It's a positive, excuse me, it's a positive thing based off of what you're able to accomplish here in the grand scheme of creating things that only really exist in a human being's mind. But at the end of the day, fundamentally, the shit is fucked up, right? At the end of the day, fundamentally, it's only goal is to take the entire earth and make it monetized. The only goal is to convince human beings that we don't need to be so tied to the earth as we previously thought and we can live as whatever the hell comes into our head. That's not a positive thing. It's not a positive thing. 
Because we'll look at each other and say, hey, man, you took that whale out the ocean and you put that bitch in a tank and it's about to die. And it's very fucking depressed. We looking at a depressed ass animal. But then we look at each other and say, hey, yo, you living in a house, you living in a city. All you see is violence all day, except for the few people that, that might change that, that little feeling. But most of the time, all you're seeing is motherfuckers trying to fuck each other over. You know what I'm saying? You don't see no trees all day. You know what I'm saying? Most of the time, all you're seeing is other people and still. You know what I'm saying? Still. Something that's not even a natural occurring motherfucking uh, uh, material on this earth. So you, if the well depressed, you don't think the human being is depressed? We could recognize how a situation can make an animal depressed, but not a human being. It's the same exact thing. The same exact thing. You know what I'm saying? Watch them do their tricks. Watch us do our tricks, man. Watch us do our tricks that entertain the rest of us. If we all animals, then if we an animal and they took a well and put it in in SeaWorld and we come by to watch it, what's the difference between that and when us animals turn on the news to see the other animals wilding out in the streets? Why they wilding out? Because they're in captivity. And it's stressful. But I say all that to say, I have the reasons for why I don't do shit. And I can say that shit comfortably. I ain't shit, yo. And this is a good thing to say. Because I know I ain't shit. Like, thinking about it logically, I really ain't shit, yo. And I ain't shit because I know what the fuck I'm capable of. Right? I know what I'm capable of. At a certain time in my life, I delved into a certain type of black life just to gain experience on it. You know what I'm saying? Just to understand people. You know what I mean? You understand shit. And that's my motherfucking goal. So I understand a lot. And through the different things that I've picked up in my life, I understand that nobody has ever really ever taught me anything. You know what I'm saying? My grades wasn't good enough in... In um, middle school to get on stage. So the only time I read scripts was when we did it in class in theater arts. And I only did that maybe three or four times because we didn't really even read scripts that often now that I think about it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't grasp any of that shit. The the motherfucking thought process might have been sparked back in middle school, but there's no real fucking guidance to get you to these things. Especially for me. Nobody guided me to any of this shit with this movie shit. When I was sitting there watching movies, most of the time I was watching that shit by myself. You know what I'm saying? When I was listening to music, I was listening to it by myself. When I was watching cartoons, I was watching it by myself. You know what I'm saying? When I was looking at the sky, I was looking at it by myself, nigga. Sitting there wondering about shit that niggas around me ain't never even wondered. I ain't never heard a nigga around me ask a question about none of this shit on earth, son. If we being real. Not, son, I'm 28 and I have never met another black person specifically. Now, I'm talking most of the time, people. I've, I've had small conversations about the sky with people, but I have never met a black person specifically in anywhere that I lived that ever once looked at the sky and looked at me and was like, hey, yo, look at that. You know what I'm saying? At the very least. Don't even ask no questions. Just at the very least. Hey, man, observe the craziest thing on earth. It's lights scattered across the sky that we can only see when it get dark outside. 
Somehow these shit seem to make shapes in our mind, right? Somehow these shits is supposedly, um, in a way, the same as our son, but they so far away, supposedly, that they look entirely different from how our son look. That shit is amazing. Meanwhile, it's a nigga, while I'm looking at that, it's a nigga next to me looking at a bitch shake her ass on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? It's a weird world we live in. And these things, all of this shit that I, because I wasn't even here to talk about that shit. All of this shit, that when you hear me come up with a thought and all of this shit interjects the thought, the thought connects. But the problem is, the issues that we face in this world is so fucking crazy. The reason why we face these issues go so deep and the reason why we can't combat these issues is because there's several different issues tied together right like if i'm a bad parent right but i'm a bad parent because i'm an alcoholic you know what i'm saying that's two problems you can't just you can't just fucking try to solve the problem of being a bad parent right because i'm still an alcoholic and i'm not saying this shit like me nigga whatever the fuck applies being an alcoholic actually might apply but i'm not a bad parent you know what I'm saying? Being a bad parent will not be fixed on its own because I'm an alcoholic. You have to fix the alcoholism, right? But then fixing the alcoholism is also not going to help the situation in itself because I've been raising the kid in an alcoholic state, which means I don't have any experience. I've already, you know what I'm saying? If we're talking about um, neglect or abuse and alcoholism, right? Then you have two problems. But one of these problems, in a way, is being caused by the other because the alcohol uh, releases inhibitions, right? Inhibitions, excuse me, not one of them H niggas. Releases inhibitions. You know what I'm saying? So the alcohol may be the major problem. But then the secondary problem is that life has been lived in a certain way for a certain amount of time. So even if you remove the alcohol, your body and brain will be used to abusing or neglecting a person. So then you have to work on that shit too. You have to work on both. You know what I'm saying? Everything has to be worked on. Taking it back to myself, personally, just because I talked about the alcohol shit, I got to get off this motherfucking alcohol. I got off it real quick, right? And that was because of death shit. You know what I'm saying? So now, as time get get further and further from death, this anxiety shit with this weed stop so much and then I start picking the shit up again then I start drinking again you know what I'm saying but then I start going harder with it cause I'm fucking sad you know what I'm saying at the end of the day this is what the shit really equates to I don't wanna call it being depressed no more I'm sad nigga I'm, I'm living in a world where it's not even like I don't understand anything anymore now I'm at the point where I understand everything but that in a way makes it worse it's worse to understand what the fuck goes on because then I got to look at everybody. I'm looking at my peers like y'all niggas is retarded and y'all don't understand the stakes is high. And I'm looking at the motherfuckers making the stakes high like y'all are wicked because we both human beings. And if I look at my fellow man and say, if I was to do this to them, it would hurt them and I don't do it. But then you don't do the same thing. Then I don't understand how you a human being. You got to be something else. You might be a demon, nigga. Because a normal human being should look at their fellow man and say, at the very least, and say, damn, I'm about to shoot this nigga. But damn, somebody might shoot me. 
How's it gonna feel to get shot? And then you be like, well, fuck it, I ain't gonna shoot the nigga. You know what I'm saying? Cause you start you start projecting that nigga uh, situation on yourself. At the very least, we should have that. Come on, son. And once again, these are the issues that keep me from doing. Cause this is the topic. The topic is me not doing the shit that I know I need to do because my insecurities lead me to drinking, smoking weed, which takes a certain amount of money, which takes money away from shit that I could have spent money on. You know what I'm saying? At any point in the life of a black nigga that get high, you touch money all the time. And then you go and complain about the fact that you ain't got money for this, this, and that. You know what I'm saying? But when worse come to worse, if something broke, like how my laptop broke. My laptop broke and I and I never smoked weed. You know what I'm saying? Which is a, you know what I'm saying? That's a what if. But you sometimes you got to do what ifs. Just like I just did with the Bitcoin. If my laptop broke and I never smoked weed, then I would have already had the money. You know what I'm saying? I literally would have just already had the money to fix it. My laptop broke and I stopped smoking weed after my laptop broke. I would have already had the money. You know what I'm saying? If I get over the weed shit and get past it far enough that my body starts to forget about it. Then I no longer have that substance that opens my mind up to what the world is supposed to be and that shit to me sounds like a bad thing but it's also a good thing because i wasn't i was i was thinking how i think already but the me smoking weed opened my shit up further and that shit made it worse right so without that i got a little bit more drive without that it's that fucking the normal human being nigga when you wake up in the morning you fine unless you were smoking heavy the night before drinking heavy the night before Unless you fucking, you used to doing these things, so now your body don't even know how to function without it. I talk often, before I stopped smoking that real quick time, which I stopped smoking for like two months, smoking and drinking. But aside from that, I've been doing this shit since I was at least 19. I started smoking, I started smoking at 18, late 18, and I started drinking at like 15, 16. You know what I'm saying? But drinking wasn't heavy until I started smoking, or until right before I started smoking, like... You know, when a nigga turns 17, 18, you start picking some shit up. But, you know, you think about it, it's like 17, 18, it's like, damn, nigga, this 10 years. Be going on 10 years of being high and varying forms of, of, of inebriated from, from tipsy to drunk for 10 years straight on top of being high for 10 years straight every day. Of course my mind is on the fritz. My mind ain't been in a fucking sober state for more than, besides that two months, my mind ain't been in a sober state for more than 12 hours ever, my nigga, in the last 10 years. Of course I'm losing my shit. I'm already in tune with the world, like how I talk to my nigga. I'll be talking to my nigga Merc. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Merc. This nigga a real, a real songwriter now. Talk to my nigga Merc, and I'm, I, I ask him questions from time to time. I'm like, yo, this weed shit don't feel different to you? He's like, nah. You know what I'm saying? You don't get tired of this weed shit? Nah. You know what I'm saying? You don't think about this, this, and that? Nah. He like, it's because I ain't got no kid, nigga. I ain't got to plan time out. And it's like, nah, you ain't got no kids, so you ain't fathoming life yet. Niggas without kids is young niggas. When you think about it. They're not little niggas, but they don't have a full grasp on life. You know? 
the difference between a child and an adult is that a child don't have the responsibilities that an adult has usually. You give a child them responsibilities, watch how quick they act like an adult. Watch how quick they ain't got time for no bullshit. Watch how quick they ain't trying to play no fucking games. You see that shit with the niggas who join gangs. These niggas don't be sitting around. There's a bunch of gang niggas I know that ain't never played Yu-Gi-Oh, my nigga. Why? Because that's a child game. Nigga, they ain't got time for that. They over here selling drugs and robbing niggas. The fuck they, they trying to sell drugs and rob niggas to buy weed and buy themselves some food, maybe, because their parents don't be shit sometimes. So these niggas ain't got time for games. You know what I mean? They ain't got time for games. Put a nigga in that situation. Watch how fast he become an adult. Listen, my main point. This is for me. But this is for everybody too. Everything is in your grasp, my nigga. Everything is possible. And I truly mean that. My worst fear is death. Lord Mav, my vet. Hebrew for death. Lord of death like Batman. Rule over bats, bitch. I'm out here in these streets. I'm out here in these streets of death, my nigga. I'm going to conquer this hoe. <laughs> or I'm going to at least try, nigga. But everything is in your grasp. But you got to work towards it. And you have to understand that you, you in a world that is comfortable putting you in sticky situations in order to benefit themselves. You in a world that's so detached from putting niggas in sticky situations that they put millions of niggas in sticky situations with one move and you never hear a nigga come out and be like, yo, we really fucked up. Cause we know the difference between empathy and and arrogance, my nigga. We know the difference between between sympathy and saving face. So when these niggas come out and they talk to us, it's not in a in the way of, oh, I really feel bad about about fucking up millions of lives. It's in the way of, hey, if I don't come out here and apologize for this, then I might be in risk of losing my job. Excuse me for fucking up risks or risk. I might be in risk of losing my job. So these niggas don't really care about what happened. They don't care about you losing your life. You know what I'm saying? Everything is profit. Triangle waste fire. I learned about that shit in high school. I had to do a report on it. I heard about it and I chose it or they gave it to me. And once they gave it to me, I ran with it, nigga. Because that shit was some of the most interesting shit I had ever read in my goddamn life. You don't understand. This is funny. As a child, you don't understand labor laws and why they talk so much about it. These motherfuckers had girls, young ass women. Including older women But fuck it All we talking about is people I don't care if it's women, men, young women, old women, babies I don't give a fuck The point is they put these niggas in sweatshops Right? They had people It's, it's the equivalent of a sweatshop These niggas had people Nigga it is a sweatshop They had the women close to each other Right? They had laws about space that you were supposed to have between your workers But they being uh, geniuses and, and what we gonna call it We gonna call it um, Capitalism Being capitalist geniuses They said We gonna take this vague ass regulation And we gonna apply it to height Instead of fucking um, We gonna apply it to length Instead of width right So they, they calculating The height of the ceiling To the woman right 
and equating that to the woman to the woman to the next woman even though the law was made to make sure that it's not a hazardous situation if anything has to happen these niggas locked the elevator down right these niggas locked the staircase why because they don't want nobody to steal shit they don't care nothing about the lives of these people Triangle Waste Factory was somewhere near NYU, somewhere near 14th Street, somewhere near that weird shape ass triangle building, nigga. It might have been that one, probably not. I'm gangster. Because the building was next to some other NYU building. If I remember right. These niggas, right? You had some people from the college supposedly putting something over from the roof to the roof to help the women over. During the fire. Why? Because the people who was in charge of it. Ensured that these women was going to die. Because they put profits. Over the lives. Of. Their motherfucking workers. Even though at the end of the day. If they didn't have slave shop. Excuse me. Sweatshop conditions. And if they paid their workers a fair wage. That would be a less incentive to steal. Which means they wouldn't steal. Because if you're getting paid a good enough wage, the average human being is not going to steal. Because they have to think about, I can steal and maybe risk going to jail now, right? Or I can just do my regular work and get paid my regular fair salary. And I can just keep going, right? But they said, fuck all that. I'm going to pay y'all niggas uh, too little. And then I'm going to deter stealing by... Making sure y'all niggas cannot leave the building without our authorization. So when a fire happens, y'all niggas just basically gotta die. I haven't, I haven't researched, I haven't kept up with it, or or, or went back to it. That's what researching is, right? But from the last time I checked, I don't think nobody went to jail for that shit. I might be wrong, but I don't remember nobody talking about jail from that shit. Motherfucker might have to pay a fine. But to a, but to a, we talking, you know, billions of dollars was, was, was damn near unheard of at the time, right? We talking about millionaires. If millionaires is damn near the peak of existence in a democracy, excuse me, in a capitalist democracy, then a millionaire in the early 1900s, asking them to pay, uh, uh, six hundred thousand dollars, it ain't nothing, nigga. $600,000 for for basically murdering 20 people. That's fine. I got it. Causing the other 80 people a lifetime of trauma that they going to pass on to their children. So good. I got that 600000 Give it to you quick and in a hurry, bitch. Just leave me alone so I can open up my next business and follow whatever next regulation that you going to put out that's going to also be not good enough, my nigga. How long niggas got to wait for shit to be right out here? That's the problem. I was listening to somebody say all of this. It was a video because I'm constantly watching these videos of black people going through issues with the cops. Sometimes it's just people. But a lot of times it's black people. People meaning just people. But you know what I'm saying? People is people. To say black people is a description of a specific people. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all niggas so stupid. I want y'all to understand that there's a way that people speak. People speak to mean certain things. And if you looking... Right. If you looking 
for a motherfucker to be racist, then you're going to find that shit. Because what I just said, if it was said by a white person, it would seem racist to y'all niggas. I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about black people, right? If a white person said that, it would be racist. Since I'm black, it's not a problem. But that statement can be seen as something wrong. You know what I'm saying? Be open with the world. Well, listen. I seen a person talk about how, you know, it was a situation where the cops came up on a person, right? They got word that uh, marijuana was being grown near an abandoned church. And they saw that and walked up to a nearby house and asked for, uh, eventually asked for identification from a black man that was standing there. They had, it was his property. It was on his property. And the marijuana that was being grown wasn't on his property. But because he didn't provide his ID, they, they fucking locked him up. You know what I'm saying? So on one side, you got, man, just give your ID. And on the other side, you got, I have nothing to do with this. You don't need my ID. Right? But here's the two sides, for real. At the end of the day, just like supposedly, because I didn't read this myself, but this is what my uncle told to me. Jesus, right, was talking to his people, supposedly. <laughs> and it was like talking about Caesar. And it was like, you know, paying taxes, the act of paying taxes. Because why are you paying taxes to a man? That don't make sense. But it's like, did you get the, did you get the money from Caesar? Is the money made by Caesar? Yes. Okay. So what's Caesar's? Give it back to Caesar. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same thing with the state ID. Nigga, it's an ID. It was issued to you by the government. This is a government agent walking up to you saying, hey, you, human being, let me see the government issued ID. And you go, nah, I'm not giving you, excuse me, government official, I'm not going to give you the thing that was given to me by the government to ensure that y'all government niggas can identify me. That's why it's given to you. What you think, nigga? You think you going to the DMV so these niggas make your life easier? These niggas don't give a fuck about niggas saying, yo, you Lord Mav, so since we got this identification, we can make your life easier. They don't do that. We can give you these benefits. They don't give a fuck about that. They still going to throw you through loops. Nigga, your ID is for the specific purposes of being given to government-ass workers. That's why you got it, nigga. So to be on some, I ain't going to give it to them. You, you sound stupid, son. It's theirs. At any point, nigga, they can take that shit. What you going to do about it? That shit says, that shit got New York government sales. I'm from New York. That shit got New York government sales on it, nigga. New York state government seals on it, son. Know what I'm saying? Niggas got flags. New, uh, states got flags. At least in New York. That shit carries the symbol that our flag carry. Because we, we Native Americans, bitch. Fuck is you talking about? We out here in these streets. That's what I'm talking about. Give it to them, right? But on the other side, right? Now, this is the part that I was fucking up with. It was a white person or at least a Spanish person in the comments talking about some. This is the problem. When people, um, uh, what was it? He used a specific word. He used authority. Obey. When people don't follow the, the, when people don't obey police officers, right? 
And it's like, what are you talking about obey, nigga? That's the problem I have, right? Because that's the government shit. Get that to the government. That's fine. But when it comes down to I'm a human being, that's a human being. They telling me to obey some shit. I didn't ask for these niggas to rule over me, right? Now, there's natural reasons to obey somebody. I have a wife. I'm married. I've been married for a long ass time. She tell me some shit. Probably gonna listen to it, especially if it involves like other motherfuckers and there's some righteous shit. I'm probably just gonna listen to it. You know what I'm saying? My motherfucking mother, not my parents. I almost said my parents, but my mother. My mother tell me some shit, especially in childhood. I'm probably gonna listen to it. But once I become a man, I'm not obligated to listen to her no more. You know what I'm saying? But then you got the government that's like, we got police officers out here and we said that they rule over you and whatever they tell you to do, if it's following our laws, then you got to do it. Why? Because you live here. You know what I'm saying? And I'm the nigga that's like, I ain't asked to live here, nigga. Just like we can look at every parent, right? This the funny part. Because you'll look at the individual parent and say, your child didn't ask to live here. You got to do the best by your child, right? But the government took control of a specific piece of land. You didn't ask to be born in that piece of land. So shouldn't they be uh in in shouldn't they be like um uh fucking forced to do right by you? I was trying to find a better word. Shouldn't they be forced to do right by you, nigga? The same way that you would look at a parent, the same way that you would look at a parent that get they they kids taken away by the government. The same government that caused the situations that caused that person to be a bad parent, right? You set them up for failure, nigga. And remember, people got different tolerance levels, right? So you'll look at that person and say, you got a kid now. You got to do what's best for them. But then you look at the government and say, yo, that's just the government. They going to fuck you over. Don't these niggas act as a parent? Don't these niggas appoint people to walk around the streets and basically just tell people what to do? Hey, yo, you over here. Get out of here. You know what I'm saying? I don't watch several videos of people standing with their families when the family get approached by the police and the police telling the family to get the fuck out of here as if they not with their family. You know what I'm saying? Is that not the same situation as what? As what? That don't sound like Emmett Till, nigga? That don't sound like bring 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 your nephew outside and y'all stay in there. We going to talk to him real quick. You don't know what's going to happen, and that's why I would encourage black people to never separate. Fuck it, nigga. Because what they going to do? They either... Nigga, if your life is, is at risk, that means the stakes is high, little nigga. You know what I'm saying? The stakes is high. If the stakes is that high, then you might just have to die. That's why that shit rhyme. You know what I'm saying? But if the stakes is what I think the stakes is, y'all niggas all about to go to jail. But it shows a solidarity. It shows that... If you gonna lock a nigga up for no reason, then you gonna have to lock a whole lot of niggas up. You're not just gonna lock up one nigga, you're gonna lock everybody up. You know what I'm saying? Everybody gotta go to jail, nigga, because you're not about to sit here and beat up on a nigga. You're not about to sit here and just shoot a nigga and get and get not fucked up. You're gonna really have to face some consequences. Cause if you're gonna shoot one nigga unrighteously, you're gonna have to shoot about 12 more niggas. How many bullets you got? However many bullets you got. The news that day would turn from, right, if we talk about alternate universes, and this is the last thing I'm going to say, the news that day with alternate universes would turn from one unarmed black man got shot while he was resisting arrest to uh, 30 unarmed black men got shot while they was trying to defend one person who was unarmed facing what? 
10 police officers and what them 10 police officers did unloaded every bullet they had. That sounds like a massacre, nigga. All we need is one massacre. These are our options. Face a massacre, right? Now, so we have another option. That option is to build up whatever we can here and set it up for even if this shit fails, we're going to be good. Even if they want to go to war with us, we're going to be good. That's the best option. But out of the reckless options, right? The options are to, right? Do whatever you could do to survive and risk getting killed in the hand based off some fucking bullshit. Even biological, scientific bullshit. Because this disease is popping up that never was on this earth before. That can't be explained. Niggas, diseases that's popping up to specifically go against the shit that was made for you to survive diseases, nigga. When AIDS came out, even though I was born after AIDS, I already knew. Even since I was zero years old. I was like, AIDS was made to fuck up human beings. How the fuck human beings got an immune system that's made to fight diseases and then a disease pop up that's made to destroy your immune system? What the fuck is this shit? You know what I'm saying? Come on, son. Listen, the options are to continue to be killed, continue to be taken advantage of. A study just came out with fast food industries to say that they got plastic particles in their fucking food, right? The government approves this shit. These niggas approve the food. They approve the food, nigga. Without they laws and without they setup, you would just be making your own food. And you don't even know how to get plastic in your food. If we was to be honest, nigga, I could give you a million years, bro. I could give you unlimited life and you would never figure out with your regular ass nigga brain, right? Or with your regular ass not scientific brain, because I'm a nigga, so I'm talking like nigga shit. With your regular ass cracker brain, or with your regular ass Indian brain, I don't give a fuck what you got. Your shit would not be capable of figuring out how to get plastic in your food for positive or negative reasons, nigga. I could give you all the time in the world. You would never get plastic in a burger, nigga. You would never do it. You would never even figure it out. So if that's what it is, right, then we know these niggas got malicious intent. But at the end of the day, we know either the government is not doing real testing on the food or they looked at it thoroughly and decided that this shit was fine. And somehow years later, tests coming out for even Skittles saying this bitch poisonous. Nigga, motherfuckers, nigga, I've been eating Skittles my whole goddamn life until I start smoking weed and becoming an adult and liking food more than I like candy, nigga. You know what I'm saying? And, and I start thinking about the ramifications, of all this fake ass shit that America make. I was eating the fuck out some Skittles. So you're telling me all this time I'll be in toxic shit in a motherfucking race that got a high, um, how we hit it? We got a high motherfucking rate of cancer and everybody look at us like, hey, yo, we don't know what's going on. Even a healthy person to get cancer and you don't know why. But then all these years later, we get a bunch of studies and research and reports on toxins that's in all the food that was approved by the government for decades, nigga. But we oh, we don't know how y'all niggas getting cancer. Niggas will make a commercial. Oh, anybody don't just because you you don't smoke don't mean you can't get cancer. Well, why, nigga? That's because your ass over here using baby powder and eating Skittles and shit. You don't smoke no cigarettes, but you use baby powder and eat a Skittle every once in a while. Now your bitch ass got cancer, cause you a bitch, nigga. That's what it is. You a bitch ass nigga, cause you understand. We all know that the government ain't shit. We all know that they ain't got our best interests at heart. And we still allow these niggas to survive. This is what I looked up. 
That's when I looked up. It's motherfucking Lord Mav, nigga. Check my Facebook, nigga. My Facebook is Joshua Hicks. I'm going to get y'all niggas with my, my, you know what I'm saying? If you know Lord Mav based off music, then Joshua Hicks is going to have a picture that's real familiar. Go check that shit out, my nigga. That's my real name. I'm out. Peace.